Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. On a Friday, it's your boy Barry Grant Jr. with the All Even Podcast. Hit me on Twitter at All Even Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at All Even Podcast. Very, very excited for today's show, pack show. We're going to talk a little NBA. There was games yesterday. It was games today as well. Talk a little NFL in regards to that NFL 100 list, top 100 list. The Tampa Bay Bucks have a new player. Antonio Brown is back in the NFL, sorta. And the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. It's pretty neck and neck, so we're gonna see who wins that particular contest. So let's just jump right into it. The NBA is back and back big time. The restart was a huge success. You had the Pelicans against the Utah Jazz. And for the nightcap, you had the LA Lakers against the LA Clippers. So let's start with the Pelicans versus Utah Jazz. The Pelicans had control of the majority of the game. Brandon Ingram was cooking early, but then he faded in the fourth quarter going one for six. And Lonzo Ball, he looked like he was still on vacation. Jump shot wasn't falling. And the turnovers between the two teams, 40 turnovers between two teams? You get better basketball in regards to turnovers in rec leagues. These are professionals, and they turn the ball over 40 times. Listen, I I know it's the first game. I'm not going to try to kill them too much, but you got to take care of the basketball. No matter how much layoff you have, you have to be disciplined enough to take care of the basketball because that's what doomed the Pelicans. That's what made the Jazz come back in the game. If it wasn't for costly turnovers and really bonehead plays down the stretch, in the second half, they would have won that game easily. And the other big problem that they had was Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is the poster child for the next generation for the NBA. He's the number one pick. He had a big sneaker deal. And when he debuted, you know, it was magic. He was scoring points. He was dunking on everybody, bullying everybody. Then COVID happened. We had to chill out. And the majority of the stars came back in very, very good shape. James Harden lost a lot of weight. But Zion looked like he packed on some pounds. So you was already about 290, 295 maybe. Zion looks like he's over 300 pounds. And how is that possible? When the Pelicans was tweeting out that he's in the best shape he's ever been in. He's on a nutrition plan. He's lost some pounds. He's gained some muscle and but lost some body fat. All of these things that they were saying, lies, come on, man. 
The kid looks doughy. He looks huge. He looks like Charles Barkley when he was with the 76ers. I don't understand how you expect this guy to play 30 plus minutes when he's over 300 pounds. His knees are not going to hold up. You think that he was happy playing 15 minutes yesterday? No, reports came out that said that Zion was very upset. So what are the Pelicans doing? You have all of this young talent, throw them to the wind. Let him play at least 25 minutes a game. Whatever diet plan that the Pelicans have for their players, I don't want no parts of that. Whatever minutes restriction or minutes plan that they have, I don't want to know about it because it's complete nonsense. 15 minutes for your number one pick? So you're basically telling me that the franchise, the face of the new NBA, can only play 15 minutes. <laughs> I gotta laugh. I'm sorry. Because what are you paying for? What are you paying for? So if I'm a movie studio, I'm gonna pay 200 plus million dollars for this movie. And when I ask you, you know, show me, show me what you got. You got 10 minutes worth of footage in five months. W what should I do at that point? I should fire you. Like, how much time do you need to get right? He's 19 years old. I get it. There's a lot of years ahead of him to get his body right. But if they don't put him on the right track now, this team is not going to have any confidence going forward because they're supposed to be building together. If they know that Zion is not on the right path in regards to his conditioning and his body, how is the team supposed to progress together? This is a young team. They don't really have veterans. They're not built up of veterans. They have to go as Zion goes. So if he can only play 15 minutes, they're not going to go very far. Was that a decision that came from upper management or did that come from Alvin Gentry? I can't see how Alvin Gentry would sign up for that unless he was forced to by upper management. But either way, it's it stinks to high heaven. It's just a bad look. This is a kid that is supposed to be out there and showing what he can do. In 15 minutes, he's not learning anything, he's not getting any type of rhythm, and he's not gaining any experience. So what are you doing for him? You're actually stunting his rookie season. You're stunting his growth. You can't do that and expect him to be a superstar. You can't. You have to let him be him. Let him go through the growing pains. Let him struggle. That's what he needs. But I can't be too surprised because this organization in its history has been a disaster. It's been a shit show. Yeah, they got David Griffin now as president of basketball operations, but if that came from Griffin, then he needs to be my dummy of the week. But switching gears to the main event, you had the Clippers and the Lakers. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. It ended up being a great game. It didn't start that way. The Clippers started slow. Kawhi Leonard was in foul trouble early, and the Lakers got up early due to free throws. But it didn't last because the Lakers could not hit a jump shot. They couldn't hit anything. LeBron James was struggling all night. Kawhi Leonard had a big second quarter. And the Lakers went into halftime up two. Then the Clippers came out punching. And they went up 11 points. Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard did a number on the Lakers in that quarter. Anthony Davis kept them afloat. And then in the fourth quarter, LeBron James made some clutch passes. Hit some clutch buckets. Played some clutch defense. And the Lakers ended up winning this game 103 to 101. Now, granted, it's the first game. I'm not going to read too much into it. But what I do see is that I see Kawhi Leonard already looks like he's hobbling, like he doesn't have enough lift. 
You were off four months. How much time do you need to, to get that knee right? If that knee can't get right in the four months that they were off, then the Clippers have a huge problem. Huge problem. The Clippers, to me, just, they don't look like a team. They just look like a bunch of dudes that have been put together, and they have very, very little chemistry. Now, granted, they were missing a lot of their important pieces. Montrez Harrell has still not come to the bubble. You got Lou that wants to just hang out in, in strip clubs and order wings or whatever. So you have a lot of dissension within this team that claims that they're the front runners to win the NBA championship. I, I don't see that. I don't see that at all. They're up there, but they're not the front runners. Not from what I saw. I don't care if Lou Williams or Montrez was there. They still don't look like a team. They look like an IS8 team that was just put together in two weeks. That's what they look like. <laughs> Reggie Jackson can't be trusted. Morris can't be trusted. Zubach can't be trusted. So they're going to need their guys and all of their guys to have a chance. I'm not going to front. Paul George looked great. He looked good. But you can't trust Paul George in clutch situations in regards to when the game is on the line. And he kind of proved that at the end of the game. That's always been his Achilles heel. The knock on Paul George is that he's good, but he ain't no real superstar. So... You better hope that you got another superstar with him to kind of shoulder the load. They hope that they got that in Kawhi, but is he healthy? Did they pack enough diapers? Because listen, he got to load manage. He got to load manage every game, and I understand that. So they got to make sure that they pack what they can so they can help him. As talented as they are, honestly, sometimes talent is not enough. Sometimes you need chemistry. You need camaraderie. You need trust. And did I see any trust on that court last night? I definitely didn't see any trust. I saw Kawhi Leonard give PG this look like, what are you doing, bro? So let's see how it unfolds in regards to them. Let's see if they can get it together. Deep diving into the Lakers right now, Anthony Davis looked good. You know, the scratch retina, that, that didn't bother him. He didn't wear any goggles the entire game, and he was cooking. He kept them afloat in the third quarter. And the fourth quarter, for some reason, Anthony Davis just kind of goes away. They have to solve that. You cannot win a championship and one of your best players does not have an impact in the fourth quarter. Is it a contrition issue? Is it a toughness issue with Anthony Davis? He's always been questioned about how tough he is. And he's been trying to prove that all season by, you know, playing through injuries and not sitting out. But you got to show your toughness in another way. I remember when Pau Gasol came to the Lakers and everybody used to always call Pau soft. They struggled against the, the Celtics in that NBA Finals in 2008 and then he had to prove himself that entire year of 09 and they won the championship on his back as well as Kobe. So Anthony Davis still has a ton to prove but he did look good last night. LeBron James, he had an okay game. An okay game. He struggled early. But the thing with LeBron is that he always tries to get his teammates involved early. He wants to build their confidence throughout the game. And then in the fourth quarter, he tries to take it over. And he did a very good job last night. He scored seven points in the fourth quarter. He dished out a, about a couple assists. And his defense was precise. His defense was clutch. He shut down Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in the times where they needed to be shut down. That's what you need out of LeBron James. And I don't think anybody's concerned about him getting his legs because he works very hard at hitting that other gear and getting ready for the playoffs. 
the role players on the Lakers, they're a little shaky. Dwight Howard had a terrible game. Caruso didn't look great, but he had some defensive stops in the fourth quarter. Danny Green hit a couple shots in the fourth quarter as well. Deion Waiters, to me, had the best impact off the bench. He looked good. He can be able to get his shot off when he wants to, create offense, get into the paint, play a little defense, and have himself be a real weapon for that second unit. I'm, I'm not going to lie to y'all, though. Kuzma had a great game, but Kuzma is so inconsistent. I'm not a big fan of Kuzma because there's just something about him that doesn't look all the way dialed in. I think if the Lakers had it to do again, they would probably try to hold on to B.I. But listen, it's premature, it's early. Let's see if, if Kuzma can be able to mature and grow into a great sixth man like how Lamar Odom accepted and embraced that role and flourished in that role. But collectively, they're going to have to play much better. Everybody's going to have to play much better for the Lakers to have a chance at winning that championship. LeBron James is not going to be enough. Anthony Davis is not going to be enough. They need their supporting cast to play their roles, play smart, and play aggressive and give them some help. After the break, we're going to talk about the NBA duos that have the most to prove in the NBA restart. On a Friday, it's all even. I am so stressed because I hate my job. Let me guess. You're at a dead-end job and find it hard not to press the snooze button? Well, come down to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. We have campuses in Westbury, New York, Boston, Connecticut, New Jersey, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Develop your skills in broadcast media that include audio production, television, radio, and sports broadcasting. Learn from industry professionals in a small, intimate class setting for a better experience. The hands-on training is second to none. And if you're worried about what to do after graduation, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting helps you to get job placement. Take it from me. It took me seven years to get here, and it's been the best time of my life. Go to GoCSB.com or dial 1-800-887-2346 for a studio tour. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next media superstar. back so sometimes you have to be in a relationship for a while before you realize that things are not gonna work and it's time to part ways you guys been together and you can't seem to get over that hump can't seem to get on the same page and bust through to a new plane and be happily ever after so at that point you guys need to have a conversation and say listen this is not working we may need to go our separate ways so we can be able to grow individually, separately. So that leads me into the top five duos in the NBA that have the most to prove, and if they don't win, then it's time to part ways. So let's play a little game of stay together or break up. Coming in at number five, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Should they break up or stay together? I'm going break up because they have no way to help this team progress into the future. It's always been a bulky partnership anyway. Plus, Rudy Gobert is making $25 million next season. It's time for them to be able to move him and get some young pieces in here, rebuild around Mitchell, and see what can happen in regards to building a complete roster. 
you look at the landscape of the Western Conference, they get lost in the shuffle. I don't see them having a legit shot to ever get out of the Western Conference without a change. And it's time. Coming in at number four, Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. Should they stay together or break up? I'm going to stay together. I think Giannis being in a small market that the Bucks are, it's great for basketball, and they need to keep him there. They need to make sure that he grows his brand there. He builds a championship contender that they've built around him. So I don't see why they shouldn't be able to continue that journey. He's making $27 million next season. I know he's in for a monster extension, probably the biggest extension in NBA history. So everything lines up for him staying in Milwaukee. It's a good situation there. He likes the city. The city loves him. The fans love him. The organization loves him. It's a very good match. Plus, it doesn't hurt that they play in the Eastern Conference and things are a little bit more easier to get to where you want to be in the Eastern Conference. They may need to get him a bona fide number two for him to really, really, really make the commitment. Coming in at number three, Dame and CJ. Should they break up or should they stay together? I'm going break up. They got to the Western Conference Finals last year and got the doors blown off of them. So how farther can they go? I don't see them beating the Clippers. I don't see them beating the Lakers. I don't see them beating the Jazz. I don't see them beating the Nuggets. I don't see them beating any of these teams. You have a small backcourt with Damon CJ that's owed a ton of money. CJ's owed $128 million over the next four years. That's a lot of money for an undersized guard. Plus, the supporting cast around them is not great. You have Hassan Whiteside that's a head case. You know, Nurkic is all right, but he has to stay healthy. But other than that, they don't really have much. Can you rely on Carmelo Anthony to come back and take another pay cut? Or is he going to want to go somewhere and compete for a championship next season? So I, I just feel that they've, they've reached as far as they're going to reach together. And it's time to part ways. Coming in at number two, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Should they break up or should they stay together? I'm going to stay together. They just teamed up. It's very early. However, they've given up a ton for both of these guys. They've given up a ton of draft picks for Paul George to get Paul George, and they've pretty much put all their eggs in a basket with Kawhi Leonard for these next two years and see what happens. So stay together until we see what happens at the end of next season and then everything is up in the air. But for right now, they definitely need to stay the course. They need to get their acts together, the entire organization. Coach Rivers and everybody needs to get on the same page and play as a team. Because the way these two guys break down like old cars, you need everybody to be on board. And if they can't stay healthy, then after next season, it's definitely time to break it up. And they'll be back to the same old Clippers living in the basement. Coming in at number one, we have Westbrook and Harden. Should they stay together or break up? I'm going to stay together. I think that they are good friends and this is their last chance to actually be title contenders together. This may be their last shot because if it doesn't work in Houston, I think after this, that's it. They're just going to be two great players that have never gone back to the NBA Finals since the time that they were on the Thunder in 2011. So this is their best chance to succeed. This is their best chance to be happy. So they need to gut it out, stick it out, 
and hope for the best. There's plenty of shots between the two of them to take, so everything is fine. They could just have to put some role players around them to rebound and play defense like they have, and possibly they may need to get a new coach to get them over that hump. But to me, I think they're joined at the hip, so they got to ride it out. All right, after the break, we're going to talk a little NFL, talk about the top four players in the, in the NFL 100, as well as is Tampa Bay for real, and the latest on Antonio Brown on a Friday. It's all even. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening, I'm tuned in, I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now. I'm tuned in. Fire. Fire. All even. We here. Let's go. Here we go, y'all. Welcome back. So the top four players in the NFL 100 for the upcoming season. Russell Wilson, Aaron Donald, Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. It's not in that order, though. No, no, no. The order is at four is Pat Mahomes. At three, it's Aaron Donald. At two, it's Russell Wilson. And at number one, it's Lamar Jackson. How do you have Patrick Mahomes at four? He is the reigning defending Super Bowl MVP. He had a great season. Yeah, he missed four games, but the team was still successful. And then when he came back, they did not miss a beat in the playoffs. You can't have him at four. Aaron Donald is a great player. Put him at four. He's the best defensive player in the game. Huge impact when it comes to opposing teams have the game plan for him. That's why you can put him comfortably at four. At three, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. He's probably the best athlete out of the top four here. But we're talking about best NFL player. He's not the best NFL player. He had a great season. He rushed for a lot of yards. He was Michael Vick on steroids. Guys has a great arm. That team that he has is perfect for for his skill set. They have a lot of speedsters on the outside. He can just go ahead and, and toss a bunch of go routes. It works. But he's still not the best player. There's still a lot to be desired with Lamar Jackson's game. Is he accurate? Can he take a beating over time? Can he lead a team down big and come back to win that game in a big game? I'm talking about playoffs, not regular season. You can't leapfrog him to number one. You just can't. I know everybody wants to do that because he had such a great season. He's still not number one. Russell Wilson, he is comfortable in that number two spot. He is arguably the best quarterback in football. He has carried that Seahawks team for the last four years. They haven't had much, and it's been him with a bad offensive line, and he still produces. This guy is magic. And if guys like DK Metcalf can can give him something and become a great player, now you're going to have a, a dangerous outside threat to give Russell Wilson. That's not a great combination for the rest of the NFL. That's scary. Scary good. But at the end of the day, the best player in football is Pat Mahomes. It's not even close. This guy has had the best two-year run I've seen. 
natural athlete in regards to total package, accurate, can get out of the pocket, can run a little bit, has the best arm in the NFL, a great leader that knows how to break down defenses and see exactly what the defense is giving him. That is the best player. Oh, and not to mention, he's the Super Bowl MVP. Hello, best player, wins the Super Bowl. He's the MVP. He's number one. It's not that hard to figure out. How they have him at four, I don't know what drunk guy made this list, but it's foolish. It's really, really foolish. Mahomes had tweeted that he's taking notes, like he's taking this personally. So you're giving a guy that just signed the biggest contract in NFL history after winning the Super Bowl and becoming the Super Bowl MVP more ammunition to get better at 24 years old? Not smart. Not smart. So we'll see what happens when the NFL 100 list comes out next year and Pat Mahomes is number one and Lamar Jackson probably drops the five or six. In other news... The Tampa Bay Bucks have just signed Shady McCoy to a one-year deal, which gives them another weapon to use in that system. Looks pretty good on paper, right? Eh, not so much. He lost playing time to Darrell Williams down the stretch, and they didn't miss a beat. They won the Super Bowl. Darrell Williams had a great game in the Super Bowl, and, you know, they, they there was no use for him anymore. And if Andy Reid doesn't have any use for you, where that's where you became the man. That's where you became Shady McCoy. Then I don't see how Bruce Arians could be able to resurrect you in Tampa Bay. Plus, they have some young guys there already. They already have Ronald Jones. They just drafted a running back. Where does he fit in that scheme? There's too many miles to feed over there. There's too many old guys to feed over there. You got Gronk. You got Shady. You know, it's a little much. I think they're doing a little bit too much now and it's overkill and they don't really need this but we'll see what happens if he makes camp or if he makes the roster i'd be shocked i think that they end up cutting him before they actually you know start the regular season so are the tampa bay bucks for real or nah i think they're for real i think they're for real but they're gonna have a hard time in that in that division that division is no joke the falcons are gonna be better the saints have always been a good team they're a perennial super bowl contender that is going to be a battle that I'm I'm dying to see. Two legendary Hall of Fame quarterbacks and Matt Ryan. So we're, we're going to see how that plays out. But it's going to be interesting. But I, I do think that they're for real. I think Brady's a great fit here. Bruce Arians is a, is a mastermind when it comes to getting quarterbacks in the right positions to succeed. And if you have Tom Brady, there's not much that you need to actually do to fix him. So they're in a good position. If it was up to Tom Brady, they would sign Antonio Brown because he loves him some Antonio Brown. And breaking news, Antonio Brown has been suspended for the first eight games of the 2020 season. And, you know, teams are going to be vying for his services. So it's going to be real interesting to see where he goes, where he lands. I'm sure Brady is going to be begging the front office to get him because they have a great rapport. I honestly think that Antonio Brown should sign with the Texans. Yeah, I know they got Brandon Cooks, but Brandon Cooks has some concussion issues. So giving Deshaun Watson another option outside in case Cooks goes down is a great thing. Especially you're going to have him for the last eight games of the season, the most important eight games of the season. It may work out good for the Texans if they decide to sign him. So we'll see what happens with that. 
So coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Friday. It's all leaving. This is a public service announcement. Down in your luck? Tired of being curved? Sick of going out with the fellas and being the only loser without a lady? Well, I got something for you. It's called Sex Panther. Legend has it that it's made out of real bits of real panther, so you know it's good. To men, it stings the nostrils. But to women, you may as well be a slab of meat in a dog pound. And that's not all it does. You could be getting ready to see that special fox and disaster hits. No money in the budget for gas, only dinner for two. No problem. The fumes from Sex Panther can give your car 38 miles to the gallon. Sold you yet? I thought so. For $69.99, go from unlovable loser to the cock in the walk. Sex Panther. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, it's the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy. Contestants are picked every Monday and every Friday, and then we pick the winner on that Friday show. Lou Williams was the first contestant on Monday's show, Mr. Magic City Wing Guy. And today we have two more. The next contestant is Tom Thibodeau. He had the worst cell service I've ever heard. It sounds like he was on a cliff in a helicopter crumpling a piece of loose leaf paper. <laughs> it's just a microcosm of what the Knicks have been. Hard to understand them. Two great contestants, but there must be a winner. And it's not these two. Drum roll, please. And the winner is Rob Manfred. Clueless Rob Manfred. How many times must I talk about this guy in a negative light? He suspended Joe Kelly for throwing at Alex Bregman from the Houston Astros. Then hit him. He just threw at him. And you suspended him eight games. It's funny you suspend him eight games, but the team that cheated their way into a World Series and then cheated their way into the World Series last year and lost, no one gets suspended except the coaches. They got to step down, but none of the players, none of the players served any suspensions. Very, very interesting. What type of bush league are you running, man? This is not the Sandlot. And even in the Sandlot, they had better rules than this. Not to mention that there's a huge COVID outbreak in your sport that you're the commissioner of. And I'm hearing reports come out that the Miami Marlins weren't following protocol. Of course, Florida is not following protocol. Why am I not surprised? But you're the commissioner. Aren't you supposed to be checking all of this stuff to make sure everything goes right? You need to go call Adam Silva. Speak to a real commissioner who understands how to handle business in a crisis. You are a lost cause, and all you're going to do is have that deer-in-the-headlights look that you always have, especially when you said that, oh, the MLB season now may be in jeopardy. We may have to shut down. I hope it does shut down. So the owners can give you your walking papers with your box in your hand, and they literally kick you out the door. They need to kick you out Jazzy Jeff style. And after this, I wouldn't trust you to run my kid's baseball team. So Rob Manfred, if you never win the respect of your players, just know that you are the winner for Dummy of the Week. That's a wrap for the show. I hope y'all have a good weekend. Until next Monday, stay safe. Peace.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.